Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Mondo Cool Movie Dudes. I almost forgot the name of the show. It's been so long. <laughs> My name's Mac. My name is Sean. Keith is some other place. He's working. He's working like a dog, as they would say. This week's movie is 2004's Lizard Baby, directed by Yoshihiro Nakamura, starring, among others, Karume Arasaka, Mansaku Ikeuchi, Matomu Onda, Koichi Koshimura, Yoshie Otsuka, and... Sakichi Sato. Kamehameha. Automatic holographic Kamehameha. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> the ultra negative, ultra delight. Yeah. How about a plot synopsis? Yeah, set it your way. Keith is in the land of stakes. It's cooking up them Trump steaks. Horror screenwriter Umeki has writer's block. He goes with his pregnant wife Akiko to check up and his stuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> gonna read how it's written. Horror screenwriter Umeki has writer's block. He goes with his pregnant wife Akiko to check up and is struck with an incredible idea. A horror story about a woman who gives birth to a reptile. Despite his wife's disgust, Umeki goes ahead with the screenplay, which the critics love. I thought those were like the producers. Yeah, those weren't the critics and his wife wasn't really disgusted. She was more kind of put off by it. Yeah, like how could you write that? But the horrible prophecy fulfills itself as his wife gives birth to a freak of nature. His baby is born half human, half lizard. <laughs> this movie's kind of crazy, I guess. It kind of is. The reptilian baby slithers on the floor, leaving a wet trail of slime behind In parentheses, it. <laughs> they put that in parentheses? <laughs> to his horror, his wife, Akiko, holds it lovingly in her arms. His movie has become a mirror image of his own life as Umeki slips slowly into madness. Wow. Wow, it is crazier. I don't know, seeing that written out in that style, I guess. So, I guess we don't really have a history with this movie. We watched it a few weeks ago. Now we're reviewing it. That's about it. We got together. We ordered the entire collection. We now own that. Yeah, the entire Hideshi Hino Theater of Horror. All six episodes. Third yeah. one. So we're halfway through the saga of yeah. terror. It came in a vacuum-sealed case. It was brand new. A surprise. It was cool. It's so fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> yeah. Outcast might Squeaky put it. I guess we can discuss the cast. I don't know who played what. There isn't anything on IMDb. The names of the actors, but it's not who they played, so I don't know who any of them are. But I guess we can talk about Umeki, the main guy. What do you think of him? Well, the first thought that came to my head is I, I thought he looked like a certain friend of ours, Eddie T. Or yeah. E. Tardif, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Probably cut that out, but... He I had like he kind of does. He's got that crazy hair. How did he act? I don't know. Pretty good. I can only pick up on his body language. I don't know if he's really saying the lines that well, because I'm not Japanese. Right. He provides a, a certain intensity that comes with the role, but he's also kind of subdued in some parts, so it's pretty good. I thought he was very subdued for like most of the movie. He yeah. just looks almost bored. Just cause this is weird blank expression on his face. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying to portray just sort of being overwhelmed by everything. Even at the beginning of the movie, before all the weird shit starts, he is assumed to be father. I take it they probably don't have a whole lot of money. He doesn't really seem to like horror movies all that much. He says he's not good at writing them. Yeah, but he just took right. the job because he needed a job. Maybe I'm shocked too. Or just like dying inside. Yeah, I thought what he was okay. Brought? At times, was, this guy like, seems like kind of boring. Overall, he wasn't bad. I mean, I gotta say, I enjoyed Miss Emma a lot more. Oh man, Setsu Emma. She was crazy guy, as hell. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah, she was cool. Kind of like the titular dead girl in mm. Dead Girl Walking. She's just kind of staring off into space a lot of the time. Yeah, just like allowing things to happen to them. Yeah. They weren't really in too much control, it seemed like. Both of them. What do you think of his wife or whatever? I thought 
she was pretty good. She played like that classic image of a pregnant, you know, soon to be expecting wife. Currently expecting. Yeah. Soon to be not expecting. <laughs> soon to be found. Truth be told. <laughs> she played that like classic stereotypical image of that kind of woman pretty well. It was fun, I guess. I don't know if she was really given a whole lot to do. And I was surprised at her attitude towards the lizard baby, the titular lizard baby. Yeah, from Lizard Baby. Remember Lizard Baby? Yeah, they didn't seem very connected as a couple. They didn't seem like people who would wind up together. I don't know. I guess that's like a lot of kind of sitcom-y stuff is these kind of mismatches. She was very kind of like upbeat and sort of bubbly, but also seemed sort of oblivious to her husband. And her husband seemed kind of like he was just kind of putting up with her because that's what you're supposed to do. He seemed really depressed. He did. You don't really get a whole lot on what his writing career was before yeah. he gets this gig. Uh, it is a really kind of a snapshot of maybe a few weeks or months, and you don't really know what happened before. He seemed probably somewhat artistically frustrated. Yeah. He wasn't maybe doing the, the work that he wanted to be doing, but was, I think that he did like writing. He just probably wanted to write, like, fantasy, but I think you're right. It did seem like his wife was a little oblivious to how he may have been feeling for a while. She seemed really happy. She seemed more in kind of her own world. I'm gonna crack a window because it's hot as balls in mm -hmm. here. Oh my god, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Everybody at home, listeners, I moved into a new apartment and I have no control over my heat. I have a thermostat, but it's for display only. It's a fucking cosmetic thermostat. It's insane. You know who they controls the heat? Fucking one person in the building below me. That's who controls the fucking heat. And it's cold down there and if heat rises. My heat doesn't turn off. I can't turn this shit off. It's and an older building too. It kind of gets like that. <laughs> big radiators everywhere. There, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoy it. I that. hope you can hear the heat. <laughs> So who else was in this movie? I like the other guys involved in the film that gets made later. The guy who played the producer and the director. Yeah, I like those guys a lot. Like the oh. director especially seemed like he would be a cool dude. He seemed excited about what he was doing, but he was just like, he didn't show his emotions, I guess. He was just yeah. like, yeah, this is good. This is good. He was good. sort of like quietly passionate yeah. about it. Yeah, like he was into it, reading the script. But... Horror master. <laughs> Horror master. That she known himself. No, he's way older than that. He was born in like 1939 or something. Ahead of Shino. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's wow. like pushing it. Jeez, I had no idea. When did the collection come out? Oh, four. So he was already... He was in his 60s. Wow, do you know when he started? Actually? I don't know. I know that he directed a few films in the 80s, at which point he would have already been in his like mid-40s. I'm not sure when he got into the manga game. I'm guessing probably earlier than that. I know manga has been... A, it's been a big thing since about the 60s in Japan, so maybe back then. Oh, wow. That's He would have been in his 20s at that point. That would probably be prime time age to get into that. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Well, there you go. Hope you yeah. learned something about Hideshi Hino. The more you know. <laughs> I added a guy named Hideshi Hino on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's the same one. You gotta find at the real Hideshi yeah. Hino. <laughs> it looked like kind of an older Japanese guy, and it's like the only Hideshi Hino on Twitter but he hasn't posted anything in years so I don't think huh. he uses it anymore I'd probably message him be like dude we're doing like a whole retrospective on you on our podcast in, cool. in America oh man what if he speaks English we get him on Skype call after we have watched all of his works yeah some like of that stuff. could be like episode 60 that'd be cool that'd be awesome <laughs> that'd be way cool That you know what that'd be Mondo cool yeah fitting of the title of the <laughs> name of the show and Hideshi would say yes that's Mondo cool who yeah, else oh there was his family members or yeah, it was his like, wife barely characters but yeah his wife's yeah. parents I believe is who they are yeah they were kind of marginalized I guess they took care of 
the baby and his wife while he was writing. Yeah, they were just kind of minor side characters, yeah. but they were also very peppy. Again, not weirded out by the fact that there was a lizard baby. Like They're oh, just man. sort of wondering, like, oh, is he going to be able to go to regular school? And really <laughs> took it in stride. The main character, Umeki, was the only one who seemed to be like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, it's like, you guys it don't think this is weird? It is very Twilight Zone in that way. Yeah, or Eraserhead, where it's like one guy is like, what it, the fuck? Fuck. Yeah, it is very Eraserhead. And <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to talk more about that later. And it's oh. kind of like the last movie was in certain ways, too. We were actually talking about earlier how big Lynch is in Japan. And I think that this guy in particular, this writer, Hideshi Hino, I think you see that in not so much The Boy From Hell, but the other two back-to-back. So I guess that's pretty much the cast. Pretty much the major players. There's a doctor. There's a... Oh, yeah, the doc- I like the doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, the doctor was great. The part where scene. he, like, freaks out and yells at him, yeah. reprimands him. How could you even consider something like that? It's like it's half human. It won't be in trouble if it died. No, he was cool. So what did you think about the dog acting? You know, it's pretty good. Because the dog <laughs> didn't really have to act. It just had to be itself. Unlike uh, people on the stairs. It's a little different. Rottweiler just looked too damn, too damn friendly to me. It kind of did. And it gave like a goofy tone in those shots. Solid dog. So I guess we can get into the brief, and I do mean brief, history of Lizard Baby. And it's just copy and pasted from the last two. It's the same thing. <laughs> bump, bump. But I'll repeat it here, of course, for the people who haven't heard those. Lizard Baby was part of a six-part <laughs> anthology horror series of theatrically released films based off the works of Japanese horror manga writer Hideshi Hino called Hideshi Hino's Theater of Horror, also known as Kaiku Gekiju Hexalogy. Death Note, which <laughs> came to Japanese theaters. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, which came to Japanese theaters on October third, two thousand four. They were released in North America in two thousand six. And a little bit about the director Yoshihiro Nakamura. Japanese director Yoshihiro Nakamura is also known for directing such films as The Foreign Duck, The Native Duck, and God in a Coin Locker. That's one title. <laughs> Fish Story and oh. The Snow White Murder Case. What? Those are all different ones, yeah. Snow White murder case? Yeah. Wait, was Snow White murdered? What the hell happened to Snow White? I can't remember. She ate a poison apple or something. But But then she came back. A guy kissed her saved her or something. I don't know. She got gangbanged by the seven dwarves. (laughs) She had 14 (laughs) children. Twins each time. Who knew? Seven sets of dwarf twins. (laughs) Thanks, Walt Disney. Your legacy is secured. Without Walt Disney and the internet, man, this would never happen. So the first thing we see in this movie is just the DVD menu, and it was funny as shit. They kept showing... Remember how there's... the prop lizard baby it kept showing that and i thought that was gonna be the real lizard baby and it wasn't so i'll just explain this right now i guess it was sort of in the plot synopsis but basically this guy is writing a movie where a woman has a lizard baby and then later in the movie there's a real lizard baby and the first one the fake one the prop one is really silly and funny and cheap looking yeah that's what was all over the menu and that's what we we thought is like oh wow we're in cheap as hell (laughs) yeah we're in for a fucking trip with this one and then the real one is actually kind of creepy and gross looking I it's thought. great, man. I thought it's the animatronics nice were pretty puppet, good. Yeah. Kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but fuck it. There's one part where um, it really looked like they had a dressed up a dachshund running, yeah. running around. It's all I was, low to the ground and skinny. I took note on that because I was like, dude, that's insanely good animatronics because it walks on all floors. This mm-hmm. real lizard baby. So the way it moves when he drops it, it like walks away. It's incredibly realistic. So I it, think it might be a dog. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That's good dog acting. So then we get into the classic Hideshi Hino, a theater of horror 
our intro that we love so well, I think we might have spotted some little changes. Like, there's more imagery of, like, weird little green lizard-type creatures in it than I think is in the other two. Yeah, like little cartoon figures. And she, like, there's one part where the girl who fucking jumps off the building later, she picks up, like, a little piece of paper and it has a drawing that looks like a yeah. baby of the lizard baby. It's fucking weird, man. So I thought that was kind of cool how they change it, depending on the movie, but I guess we can describe this intro again for the first-timers. It's a guy furiously drawing and yeah, his pencil like breaks. busting his pencil lead. Stabs the paper a little he bit. Like crumples up a piece of paper and throws it around and he talks about how he lives in this heart of the stinking guts of this awful city. <laughs> how all these tales of horror that he writes are based on his real life and that they bring a death curse to anyone who reads them. If you go mad, it's not Hedino's fault. Yeah, because he warned you that the spirits of the dead will haunt you till you're dead. <laughs> until you're double and dead. And you see this random high school looking girl just kind of wandering around on like rooftops. She's like, well, she's like walking around trash or something Yeah, at like first. through alleys and stuff and then she's like <laughs> at the top of this building yeah. and you see these eyes appear in the sky, the eyes of Hino, I guess, glaring down <laughs> upon her and he goes, go ahead, take a fall. <laughs> Fall all the way down to the bottom of hell. And she does. Yeah, she has this really like, blank expression on her face. She just kind of casually just drops herself off this building. Because if eyes in the sky tell you to take a fall to hell, you fucking do it. Yeah, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Wheel in the sky <laughs> keeps on turning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet baby. Sweet sky baby. Sweet baby rays. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it Boyd, is. Boyd, sky baby, sweet hand. Uh, Boy, it's Sky Baby Sweet Hand. Yeah, well, then there's the wipeout laugh. You hear oh, this, like, yeah. <laughs> -na 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 -na. that should have played next. It goes but... into your head as soon as you finish hearing that. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's wipeout. We open up on drawings of like fetus development. Yeah, like as they go from looking like a little tadpole to like all the way up to looking like a little person. And it's playing this twinkly, xylophony kind of music. Yeah, like music box stuff. I like it. I kind of like the cool. theme in this movie. And then we see this guy sitting at a computer and he's writing this story about the marching ghosts or marching ghouls or yeah, something. Yeah, march on for two by an eternity. Two, march, march away. <laughs> it's really weird. Maybe it's a spooky story. He finishes it and he like seems pretty satisfied and he walks into the kitchen and his like wife is pretty pregnant there. She looks yep. super pregnant. Remember that? Because it comes up in another oh, scene yeah, where yeah, she's not she, so pregnant. I guess she does. She's got a big fake looking belly. It's just like yeah, it looks pretty pillows fake. under there. And she's um, like knitting. Making them baby booties. Yeah. <laughs> it's little hats. Gloves. Um, and yeah, he pours himself a drink of scotch. Well deserved. It was a good shot. That yeah. one shot with her in the background, him in the foregrounds, pouring the scotch. Yeah, it was a cool composition. And it cuts to him at a little restaurant or coffee shop or something, talking to this, I guess he's a movie producer. And the guy's not impressed, the producer guy. He's like, this wasn't scary at all. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I wasn't scared once. This was once. a funny story. Like, what are you doing, you yeah. idiot? March of the ghouls? They don't like it, man. You see this bald guy sitting by like a bar at another table staring at them, listening to them talk, and he comes over and turns out he's the director of this prospective project. He says it's not his kind of horror movie. He says like, yeah, I'm not really good at writing horror stories and he's like, why didn't you leave it to someone who is? That's a good point. I guess I need the money, man. The producer gives him a stack of VHS tapes. What little bit we see of the cover looks fucking cool, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, they're um, these interesting kind of chunky cases and it's hard to tell 
tell, actually, if they're tapes or DVDs. Remember that weird-ass, like, UFO thing, that tape I had? And it yeah. Was a, with, like, the black dude, and he's, like, dressed up like a bull cereal and shit. It was, like, a weird-ass... Well, it was a different kind of case. Like, they're different from American cases. He gives Umaki a stack of, de- of movies. It's, it's homework, basically. He has yeah. to kind of marathon watch all these horror movies and study them, basically. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that they gave this guy a break, because I feel like in probably a lot of real-life situations, they just would have fired the guy, but they're like, you know what, yeah. this guy, he wants it, he needs it, you know, let's uh, let him study up and learn the ropes and give him another try. I thought that was cool. I like to think that they thought he was a legitimately good writer. They were just like, he just doesn't understand. He's not horror. great with the subject matter. Yeah. I was wondering, is this part of what affects the baby? I was wondering, like, horror movies going on in the next room affecting the baby in the womb while the mother's cooking dinner? Because she has this chant Maybe. where she, like, rubs her stomach and she's like... Go get him, go get him, Papa. There's got to be, like, some connection with the horror stuff, his writing, and that chant. There I used know. to be this belief that, going back to David Lynch again, what caused uh, birth defects and things like that was if the woman experienced some kind of terrible emotional shock while she was pregnant, maybe that could cause that. The legend of the Elephant Man was that, it was definitely in the movie, I can't remember if this was in real life or just something they invented for the movie, uh, was that she was startled by elephants at the damn circus or something. Oh. And that her terrifying experience, or even that she was trampled by elephants, hmm. and some, which somehow didn't kill the baby, but <laughs> just the shock of going through that. It's like Blade. Somehow caused his deformity. So maybe, I mean, he says something about like, oh, you shouldn't watch these with me, it'd be bad for the fetus. It was kind of funny when they're at the coffee shop or whatever, they ask him what his scariest experience was, and one is like, he fucking skipped cram school or something, and his mom <laughs> found out. And they like, I didn't mean that kind of scary, or something like that. What a dweeb. This main character, Umeki, is kind of a dweeb guy. He's a little bit of a Dorcas Malorcus. Kinda. He's a lameoid. So yeah, he just kind of watches these films. He kind of still struggles with writing anything. I don't remember the shots. I think it's just him staring at a blank screen, but then he like walks his dog a little bit and sits on a bench and ponders about like what he's actually going to come up with. Right after that, we cut to an ultrasound in a hospital, checking out the fetus in his wife's belly. Yeah, and I like the, uh, it's one of the scenes around now that some sweet Casio sounding saxophone (laughs) in the background. <laughs> yeah, that I appreciate it. Umeki, maybe it's the first time he's ever seen an ultrasound, but he's like struck with inspiration. It seems like, anyways. He's yeah, like, that it just like how weird the fetus still looks in that like weird you know TV static image. That's what it kind of looks like. I liked when he's watching the horror movie though. It's just like a shot of like a spooky ceiling fan. Hey, that could be Twin Peaks reference. Well, I don't know what he's so scared of in this movie. He's like holding his dog really close to him. That's pretty funny. <laughs> he Taro. jumps too. I think there's like a loud sound. Mm. He jumps and his dog like fights to get out of his arms but he's like holding him it's pretty funny in like the waiting room at the hospital this is kind of like a key moment in the movie where he looks at this chart of different fetuses and they all kind of look like weird little shrimp things a lot of them but yeah they show us comparing what they look like there's like a turtle a newt a fish a human a pig and a chicken they all end differently but right. the beginning stages are all pretty much identical so he's like connecting these ideas of like what if and then he looks over at his wife afterwards and she's like considerably less pregnant. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that sitting in, when she was in that chair? Yeah, I guess she was. It like looked weird. I don't know. I was like, she looked so much more pregnant. Unless it was earlier. the angle. It could have been. From the side that time. He kind of looks at her in a worried sort of a way. There's like an image of a, well, in this case, a normal human fetus superimposed over her stomach. And she's like in her mind talking to the baby, like asking it what it's thinking about and if it's like ready to come out. That's kind of a David Lynchian thing to do. It is kind of odd that Cartoon way. Yeah. Superimposed. 
thing. And the doctor tells him this total bullshit about fetus dreams. He just pulled this out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. crazy. He's like, did you know that babies dream in the womb, bro? Did you know this? That much is true. I guess that makes sense. Past they just a certain don't... point of development, they but, have REM sleep. But they don't have like the language to ascribe things to things. Or I wonder what a fetus dream would be like. That's a good question. He asserts somehow he, yeah. that human babies in the womb, they dream about being in every stage of evolution, starting out with single-celled organisms, to fish, to the great dinosaurs, to the age of mammals, all the way up to man, and that's the last dream they have before they're born. They I go, thought he was like, oh, and they go on to like the universe and the ultraverse and the megaverse. I don't remember that part. That'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah, the omniverse. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Zeltoid. It's a pretty ridiculous statement for a doctor to claim. I don't know what fucking quack-ass medical school he's he fucking, went to. He's popping quaaludes, dude. Yeah, he's on. He's looted out of his <laughs> gourd. He is looted up his asshole and back. It's crazy. Chris Quaaludicris Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the one that wins. <laughs> you gotta get a battle, man. Yeah. So this baby, I don't know how he knows this. Also, the baby hadn't been born yet. Oh. But he says that it only dreamed its way up to the lizard phase. So it's gonna become kind of fucked up half lizard person. He could totally kill it because it's, it's not, not human. That shit ain't real. <laughs> that shit is not human, dude. So you won't. But then, oh, it turns out this is just what he's writing. Cut to him typing on his fucking MacBook Air. And he's... I even faked myself out because I forgot. <laughs> describing it right now. I mean, I kind of did too. It's kind of cool. Like, this movie, it reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. Mm. The way that movie kind of plays with the idea of what, where are you now? Are you in the dream world or are you in the what's real What's real world? and what isn't. And yeah. this movie changes perspectives a lot in a lot of interesting ways. You don't always know what's real and what isn't. It's cool. Because sometimes it's literally happening, sometimes it's what he's writing, and sometimes you're just seeing the movie as it's being filmed. The production of it, I thought that whole shit, all that stuff was really cool. Cool. So he completes the first draft of this movie and he shows it to the director and producer guys. The director just kind of nods a lot. He's silent, just flipping through the pages. He's yeah. engrossed and he just keeps nodding like, yep, yep, okay, that's good. They really like it. And he said, you know, I could never think this up. But the producer points out that his wife is pregnant in real life. And it's like, they're like, oh, no wonder it's so realistic. The film, his draft anyways, is it's Lizard Baby. It's the title of this film. I thought that was pretty cool. I did yeah. not expect that. But yeah, the wife... <laughs> Life is offended by the story idea. She's like, how could you write this when I'm still pregnant? She kind of proposes, like, what if that was our baby? And then she's like, if it was our baby, oh, I'd love it. And then she goes into this fantasy kind of realm, right? Is this... I don't remember this at all. What she said was uh, if she got pregnant with a lizard, she'd get an abortion. Not... Oh, that's right. But then she says, like, maybe I'd love it. And oh, then it cuts I, to, okay. like, her walking down. around in a stroller with that cheesy-ass rubber puppet. Yeah, it's her holding this little <laughs> want a baby thing. And she's like wheeling it around. They're going like shopping and stuff. Well, like first it shows it's her in the hospital room after giving birth to it. Oh, he grabs right. the baby and tells her to like snap out of it and it starts <laughs> making this really funny squawking noise. But yeah. I guess it's it crying. It's like... I can't even make the noise, but it was like a weird, really funny noise. It's pretty cool. Umeki, he just picks it up and just holds it in her face. And yeah. he's like, does this look human to you? Okay. And it's like a super close-up on the baby with yeah. him in the background. And it's like dripping and oozing and shit. Like, and it has like this silly ass, just lifeless face with this big <laughs> half-open mouth and these bugged out eyes. It's oh man, it looks hilarious. It's pretty good. By the way, they actually bothered to have the detail of it having a dick and ball. 
balls, which yeah. I really appreciate. I mean, that's what I've always wanted in my horror films. Dick yeah. and balls. Yeah, if you're going to have a weird creature feature, like, let me know what gender it is. Monsters is fine, but don't bring it into the realm of robots. Giant robot movies fighting each other. Don't put dick and balls in robot movies. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool in Transformers, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you know Godzilla with the well, could fucking low-hanging more... sack? <laughs> it could be a little more subtle about it. I guess it doesn't have to be wrecking balls. Just give it a little pouch down there. It was a little shorthand because, like, yeah, this thing, you know, it was it was tasteful. Okay, it was actually. You're right. It was tasteful. It was like a real baby micro-sized unit. You know, doesn't have to be a big big salami waving around in everybody's face. Just you know, just a little. Doesn't have to be two coconuts in a hammock. Just give us some grapes, okay? It doesn't have to be two eggs Some grapes in a and like a Vienna sausage. Just to give us an impression. Just the idea. <laughs> Is that so much? <laughs> I've been listening to Phil. <laughs> I've been listening to Phil Hendry way too much. Yeah, me too. Because this is what somebody would call in and actually say. I just want to, you know, some realism in this, <laughs> in this stuff. They have to know? be so puritanical. Yeah, what are you so uptight about it? Babies have genitalia. Half baby, half lizard You're like babies. I'm the weird one, and you're the one who says that babies don't have genitals. Right now, I'm taking offense to you. You know, you're really starting to piss me off. Yeah, uh-huh. So, Where did we leave off? Oh, they were um, in the hospital bed. She grabs the baby back from him and says, Dad, Daddy was yelling at you. It's okay. And then it cuts to her like wheeling the baby around like a shopping area. People are like, you've seen her around? She's crazy. Maybe she had a stillbirth and went nuts and was just pretending this iguana's her baby or something. People are nice to her. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out this is yet another fake out. Yeah. It was uh, Umeki who was daydreaming this whole thing. Was it the film? Then it like snaps out of it and it's just her still pregnant and him in the same shopping area and there's no baby at all. Oh, that's so right. I think it, it is the same same little freaky iguana baby that they use in the movie, but I don't think that we're filming the movie yet. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I yeah, kind of, I I kind of enjoy the ambiguity, though. I think it kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, I do too, and it makes you question. I'm just like, wait, what's real right now? <laughs> and then there was the part from the DVD menu, and he sees like a regular baby being walked in a stroller, and then like the lizard baby turns around and looks at him. He's like, oh fuck. Oh no. <laughs> the way it moves is hilarious. The man smiles, though. Umeki, he smiles, and then there's a smelly fish. Yeah, she Smelly shoves a fish, fish right up. in his, his face, like, oh, red snapper, very tasty. And I swear that fish had either really big bugged out eyes, or they put fake eyes on the fish to make it look funnier. <laughs> like fucking googly eyes on Yeah, it. basically. It was pretty funny looking. <laughs> we cut to wife feeding the baby, like, fine cuts it of meat. It looked like prosciutto. I know, that's like some high quality shit. Yeah, it looked like really good. She's just feeding it raw meat, because yeah, she figures that's what it wants. So thin, fatty. Man, oh, I don't want to put man. that on a goddamn sandwich. Yeah, those fucking lizard babies eating it all up eating when like you should be eating fucking canned baby food. You should be eating human breast milk and not fucking prosciutto. Pretty soon they're giving that thing Kobe beef and beer. <laughs> Crazy as hell. He's like, where's my dinner? This is nonsense. <laughs> where's my cake? The mother actually says you're bored with breast milk. All you want is raw meat. So she tried the breastfeeding and that didn't go down as well, I guess. Yeah, Umeki just, he can't fucking handle it and they kind of argue a little bit and then the baby cries. Just upset by the yelling. Yeah, because his finger and there's like blood everywhere. Yeah, because he's like, what is the deal with it? Are you fucking shitting me? It's fucking lizard, baby. Like, you, this this is, is ridiculous. You can't pretend this is like 
the beginnings of a nuclear family this here. This is unnatural. This is anti-God. It is an atrocity and an abomination. These aren't my family values, okay? <laughs> yeah, man. Those... These aren't my Mike Pence family values. <laughs> this baby electroshock and it gets gay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Mike Pence is a retard. <laughs> <laughs> give him electroshock in his fucking micro penis. Maybe it'll give him a bigger penis. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll fix that. Yeah, it'll make him smarter. Looks like Hank Hill's dad and shit. Mike I'll, Pence I'll is a retard. Bitch boy. Pence you know what? Is, Pence is one of those kids that you'd beat up when you're playing bully. You know what I mean? Like the, oh, one yeah. of those kids that you would just like run up and tackle and then start punching in the face. In and for a pence and for a pound, bro. <laughs> you spit on the face and put him in the trash can. When he's governor of Indiana, he tried to start like a state-run news service that would be like controlled by the state of Indiana. That's like some 1984 shit. That's some weird-ass shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, some Orwellian crap going on there, man. Yeah, it was a lizard baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was all him just writing this again. It's another fake out. So uh, they go to get another ultrasound. And the doc is freaked, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? Dude, we gotta call this a day. Yeah, Let's he knows something's up. He says like, oh, Oh, the machine must be, mm, I don't know. But yeah, like he clearly <laughs> knows that there's some lizard in that making going on in that. I don't think they talk a whole lot in the car on the way home. Doesn't he like just stare at her stomach and they like just sit in traffic for a while? So like, does he touch her belly and he gets like shot? Oh, he gets kicked because he rubs her belly. Oh, and he's I like, catch that. He rubs her belly and it's like a bite or so. I don't know. He flinches. He's like, what the fuck was that sort of thing? And then the, there's a car behind on. them like honking the horn because he's been sitting <laughs> in the road oh yeah I being that. weird cuts him walking his dog and he gets this idea for the lizard baby to attack the boy next door in his movie that he's writing and that's when those friends of the family I think it is the family I think it's her parents okay I'm I wasn't... not 100% sure but I'm pretty sure it's their mom and dad yeah I was never clear on that I thought they were just like friends or siblings or something but yeah this couple takes the wife to take care of him so Umeki yeah. can focus on his work yeah yeah he stays because he's too busy with the screen Play, but he says that he'll be free around the due date, so he will be there for the birth. And then Umeki cracks an egg into a frying pan, and a baby chick falls out. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, and then Lizard Baby pounces on it, yeah. gobbles it up. Eats it whole, man, swallows he, it. He busts through, like, the plastic screen of the window, and then shows <laughs> the wife waking up the husband, and she tells him that the boy next door is getting attacked by the Lizard Baby. <laughs> it shows this kid, and he just reminded me of, like, one of the kids from, like, Invasion of the Neptune man. Yeah! He had like the goofy baseball cap or maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just the haircut. He's like, oh no. He's just kind of like shocked. He looks like Ness. You know, like that classic oh, kind of like yeah. Japanese boy. If yeah. you've ever seen Godzilla's Revenge, he looks like that kid. Yeah, like the short yeah. pants and like yeah. striped shirt, <laughs> short haircut. But it's pretty cool. Like he, he like looks up and stares at this doll yeah. looking at him. This is when, you know, little baby ween and uh, Yeah, Zach that's when there. I first noticed it. It's, it's like, hey, it's got some stuff there. That's, that's when he's most prominent. It's like Perched on a post. He's pointing it right at the. <laughs> perched on a post, pointing it right at the. Pointing his pecker at that pinhead. <laughs> yeah. The father, he runs out of the house and he's like, oh no. And the boy is already dead. He's on the ground. He's got an arm off. Listen, Mary, one more step and I'm going to have to get physical. What? 
I warned you. Lizard babies go into town on this little kid's intestines. It's a pretty good. And they go to like bury the body really quick when they're mm-hmm. like right in the middle of a neighborhood. Somebody must have heard or seen something. Like they're just doing it right in the backyard. Like let's just bury this right now. <laughs> Turns out they're on set. This is just the movie. Yeah, they're going on break, right? They take yeah. like a group photograph. I thought they couple looked different, but I was like, I'm not sure. Yeah, the woman Man. portraying the wife looks really similar, but the guy looks really different. The guy has different hair. It's like yeah. shorter hair. Umeki looks very pleased at the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I thought it went perfectly. It's like exactly, I guess, what he had in mind. You have to get a nice group shot with the doll and everything. He looks happy in that photograph. He looks really... He does. I think yeah. he's finally feeling fulfilled. Yeah, he looks satisfied. And free in his funky life. Fly like an eagle. They show him driving down a foggy, lonesome road. Yeah, he listens to, like, a voicemail or something about yeah. the baby arriving early. And, oh, everybody's so excited. He was born, like, a month early. But he weighs three kilos, which is, I think, pretty close to a healthy weight. I think it's roughly six pounds. That is a healthy weight. For uh, a month early. I think babies are usually weigh around seven or eight. So six pounds for a month premature is not bad. But he gets home, and no one seems to be there. Yeah, he just kind of walks around. And then he just kind of hangs out, right? He just kind of like, hello, and then he sits down, but he hears like a thud. And he's like, what the hell was that? So he investigates, and it comes from like the baby room. Yeah. There's like an empty crib that he comes up on. Oh, there's some slime on the rail. That's what it is. And it's it looks like uh, that shot out of Ghostbusters at the very beginning yeah. with the ectoplasm on mm-hmm. the bookshelves. It looks a lot like that, and he's like, what the fuck? So I'm just going to back up. So I have a note here that says his name is Kotaro. And I'm not sure whose name I meant. I think that might be Umeki's other name. I'm not sure if Umeki is his first name or last name. Kotaro Umeki or Umeki Kotaro? Well, that's the other thing is, of course, he put surnames first. So it's then it's like, what? <laughs> but it's a weird thing. I really want to find out what Taro means in Japanese because his name is Kotaro, Umeki or Umeki Kotaro. The dog's name is Taro. The name that the grandpa or whatever wants to give the baby is Hotaro. They all have Taro in their names. Like, I wonder what that means in Japanese. I think his friend said that. He was like, we named him Hotaro because of... Ho means Ho lizard. Means lizard. Okay. Yeah, like, what does Taro mean? Because that's in three different names in this movie. Does that mean baby or I wonder human? what... They, maybe that's the key. Oh. So we looked up Taro, and what it means is eldest son. That means that Kotaro must be the eldest son in his family, and also, of course, the lizard baby is the lizard, and he's the eldest son. So it all makes sense now. So we're talking about the lizard baby... He finds him upstairs. Finds the empty crib. And then we see this freaky slapping around tail in the door frame. <laughs> yeah, just slithering around. It looks cool. Just a greasy tail, man. The dog seems nervous. Yeah, so he goes back downstairs and he sees behind the table, like behind the dining room table, sees this fucked up lumpy ass baby. I gotta say, like, there was a genuine suspense during this scene. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. When he was investigating that tail wag. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And then, like, creeping up on the table and looking over the edge. It was shot in a, and edited in a way that was... Had some suspense. Did. So then the family shows up, so they just left a baby completely by itself. I know it's a lizard baby, but it's still a baby. It's only half human, though, so it can half take care of itself. Maybe. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what lizard babies are like. It just seems a little bit unusual. That's a good point, but yeah. That's poor parenting skills. Yeah. Exhibited by Exhibit A. Yeah, they're like, he's full 
full of energy. They really like this baby. They're really comfortable They're with all it. about it. Do you think it's because they had enough time to kind of hang out with the baby and get used to it? it? Maybe. How long has it been? Has it been days? Hours? I don't know. How long I has it been? I guess it's not been? really clear, but how I don't long... think it's been very long. How long was he on set for? Do you remember at this point? I think he was well, still the... during production. That's the thing is like what it makes it seem like is that he got the voicemail and as soon as he heard the news, he drove over and I don't think they live that far away. But I don't think it was that much time. Probably not, but they are really into it. I don't know. Yeah, they're cool with it. Dude, if it was me, I don't know about you, listeners right now, I don't know about you, if it were me... Murder-suicide. <laughs> I'd kill that baby and kill myself for producing this demon spawn onto the world. Oh, no! I figure I must be the Antichrist. This is a good chance. There is a know. good chance. But, like, how are you going to truly react to that? Are you really going to be that excited I'd probably about it? send it away, Go put it in a box, to, and going, mail it to an asylum. I release you to the wild. Like that frog boy from It's Always Sunny. Froggy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a donkey brain. Her dad, or whoever that guy is, wants to name the baby Hataro because Ha, H-A, means a reptile or something. The mom, she don't like that name. I don't know why. Maybe she doesn't want it to be reminded constantly of its reptilianness throughout its life. Probably. Maybe she thinks... Feels stigmatized. Yeah, man. When is the lizard's gonna get a break? Maybe she thinks it'll grow out of it. Like, it's a weird thing now, but it'll develop further and it'll be fine. Like, it would maybe in, like, six months, it'll start to look more human. Yeah, and it'll shed its tail in, like, five years or something. Some babies are born with tails. Yeah, that's true. Um, Remember Shallow Hal? George Costanza hey guys, had a tail. Jason Alexander. hey Hey. Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit. Um, Good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering at this point, like, just how did this happen? What weird ass did she bang an iguana? <laughs> it's an open question. I mean, as that's far as valid. I'm concerned. Let's get this bitch on Maury Povich. Yeah, man. DNA test. See if he is really the father. It seems like the face of the lizard baby, the realistic puppet that we see at this point, has a similar face to that guy. Umeki? Umeki, yeah. I didn't think so. No? I mean, I didn't think about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of I don't like, really see it. No. Uh, I feel like it's a like a generalized shape. It's just a resemblance, like a very subtle resemblance hmm. without the hair. Kind of looks like a turtle's face to me. <laughs> yeah. Gamera. Getting back to Gamera. <laughs> yeah. His wife is wondering, like, I hope he doesn't have trouble making friends and stuff. Like, they're really thinking about the future. Yeah. Can he go to public schools? How's it gonna be for him? Can he wear normal clothes? Yeah. I like at this point you see he has got like a diaper on and it's got like yeah. a tail hole. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's pretty cartoony. Like it's Looney Tunes. Ter yeah, territory at this point. But yeah, it shows him like walking through a rice field and he's like, at least I got my dog. Me, my dog, and it's a leash. I really like that shot though. I like kind it of, was. Like, the environment and everything. It looked really cool. You know what it reminded me of was mm. uh, Fearless when he was working in the rice fields. Oh yeah, that, that shot. Awesome. Yeah, that was a cool shot in that movie. Great shot in this one too. Because he wants to know what the doctor thought. Yeah, it cuts to like the lizard baby eating bones or something. There's a shot of him like at the end of a hallway and he's just munching down a bunch of meat and you, it sounds like bones crunching. Yeah, that's like, right. what are they feeding this thing? But he does talk to the doctor. Yeah, he makes Taro a doggy bed and then he goes and talks to the doctor. Yeah, explains that it's half reptile, half human and he kind of, in like sort of a joking tone, he's like, well, it's not 
totally human, you know. Yeah. It's like if I killed it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? It's like, how could you think of such a thing? How could you even consider that attack? Yeah, he really freaks out on him. Oh, it's great. It's a really good scene too, and it's a cool callback to an earlier scene that's yeah. kind of a funny joke, but flipped in a different perspective. Because the first time that turned out to be just his imaginings or his writings. But like the Is doctor, right? but in his work, like the doctor suggested it, and he was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe. But like now, it's like he's suggesting it, and the doctor's like, are you fucking insane? Are you crazy? What are you even talking about right now? This is a blessed thing. How dare you? You high AF for you youngins out there. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about it. Just say as fuck if you really... Seriously! Why is everything as fuck? Some stuff is not as fuck. It's almost like as shit. You could just say <laughs> it. Or as hell. As fuck is like, that's Pretty. like really as something. That's dramatic, Really man. as. That's up there in the list of like fucking problems. It'll be like, we get like an inch and a half of snow and be like, yo, <laughs> yo, fam, bay, it, snowy AF, 100. Nor'easter AF. <laughs> God, we sound old. Anyway. <laughs> we are getting old, though, right? Yeah, like but, you know, I'm glad I'm not. Bearing a child. I'd, you know, I'd kind of rather be 28 than be, like, full retarded AF. <laughs> Hashtag bitch. Hashtag no offense. <laughs> just oh, just fuck me up, fam. Let me bang, bro. Let me bang, okay? <laughs> Let me bang, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag squad goals. Whatever the fuck people talk about now. I don't even know, man. It's so many subsets of subsets. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta lighten the mood, dude. Anyway. Sing Noel or something. Umbaya, my lord. So yeah, they go back on the movie set and they show Umeki Kataro or whatever the fuck. And he looks miserable and does not want to talk with the lizard baby. The producer really wants him to write a sequel. Yeah. Squeakle, if you will. And uh, <laughs> he offers him 50% more. And he's like, yo, dog, you get paid AF, fam. <laughs> 100. You get 100 AF. With several underlines. Um, and 14 exclamation points and 1-1. One, one. That prego wife of yours is thick AF. <laughs> spelled with two C's and no she's K. Pr she's prego AF. We gotta get off this. Right we gotta now. end this AF. <laughs> yeah, so, he yeah, offers no. him like 50% more to do the sequel and he just, just doesn't respond. He's, he's like, not. oh, what am I gonna do? He's like canatonic at this point. Yeah, he's not even <laughs> responsive to anything. He's a vegetable. It's pretty crazy. He's full of Terry Shivo AF. <laughs> Bringing you back to 06. Oh! Terry Shivo in the hizzy. Do you remember 06? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Do you remember in 06? What the hell came out in 06? 06 sucks. The Departed? 06 was awesome, dude. Was it? I think back to 06 fondly. I think of 07. 06 was like, I feel like they're twin years. Like, 06 was pretty dope, too. Yeah, that's true. You, listeners, tell us what came out in 06. Tell I feel us like there's like a lot of pretty cool stuff. Departed was cool. I don't know. Good Shepherd. It's a Beck album that year. It's good. Sonic Youth record that was good. 06 was tits, dude. There's gotta been a bunch of 
good games coming out that year too. Oh yeah, Dead Rising in 06, man. 06 was pretty hot. Dead Rising, and tempting. There's a dope ass Roots album, Game Theory. That's right, yeah. Lizard Baby. So they're on set and they're shooting a scene of it's like the dad character in this movie trying to kill the lizard baby. In the original script that they're filming off, the dad is attempting to kill it, but he, he decides fails. not to. Because yeah, it's really funny. Like the silly little iguana lizard baby. It's like on a stick. Yeah. And like there's like a, there's like a gaffer or whatever moving it around as he's like trying to stab it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, just bouncing all over the place. He's at the table and the producer's talking about a sequel and he's like, dude, you gotta write something. Yeah. And he a short while after that he gets up from the table and he grabs that like yeah toy I don't know knife. why I didn't take a note out of it but yeah like basically yeah. he wanted to change the ending so that the father kills the lizard baby instead of what was originally going to happen which was them just living on in peace with said lizard baby I mean I think that's him saying no to no more sequels no you're going to kill it now and he's yeah. going to do it in this moment he's thinking about murdering his own half human half lizard baby oh yeah he wants to kill that bitch dude by the way that lizard baby really does look half human half lizard i guess it's based off his drawings but he did a Probably. pretty good job conceptualizing that i think it looks more lizard than human yeah i think it's it a stands, pretty good balance. it doesn't stand on two feet it's not humanoid yeah but it's faces though i guess it's faces it's like humanish. So weird looking it is it's genuinely pretty creepy looking it cuts back to real life after they ride him out on a rail for trying to disrupt that shoot the wife wakes up she's like a, it sounds like something like a a glass falling over. We find out later that it's glass breaking. And the lizard baby's missing. He broke out through the window. And we hear it eating and making weird crying sounds and shit. Yeah, like in bushes. And the wife finds it in bushes. It has blood all over it. It's got and, like a little leash hanging yeah, out Yeah, and Umeki figures out that the blood is from his dog. And the leash was from his dog too. Yeah. <laughs> he can't forgive him. The wife starts apologizing. And she's not apologizing to Umeki. She's apologizing to the lizard baby. baby because she realizes that this motherfucker wanted to eat raw, still living animals. Who knew? But no, your beloved family pet was just devoured, and you're not even gonna, you know, say anything to the husband who's had this dog for however long. His heart's in pieces right now. Poor Taro. He's losing a lot of his identity. It's it's being consumed by this baby. He tells him to stop this insanity. He freaks out a little bit. Yeah, the wife's parents, or whoever those people are, they have to, like, hold him down from grabbing that lizard baby and just killing the shit out of it until it's dead AF. I I think he was about to like smash its head into the pavement AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh god help me. Oh you kids with your internet. Yeah they cut back to the set I think. No it does. I jumped ahead. No this lines up chronologically. I think he's thinking about stabbing the baby this Okay time. yep that's, like, this that's when that happened was actually after that scene was he's yeah. like no they should kill the baby you wanted to change the ending. And that's when he's just like I'm gonna fucking kill this baby. <laughs> he's committed to it and he wants it to come through in his work. Yeah, after he gets thrown off set he goes home to kill the lizard baby but then he walks into the room and in the crib, instead of a gross lizard baby, is a regular ass human baby. It's just a laughing human baby. Ha! What? Which Wait makes me wonder, I have my doubts watching this, if there was ever a real lizard baby at all. That's what I and was if thinking. And how much of this stuff is him imagining this and him kind of jumbling up what's real with his work. Yeah, like I was thinking of Lovecraft at this point yeah. and how a lot of those stories are about people who get just too into something and they go insane. You know, and I was thinking about that and like maybe it was just a regular baby, but his work, he got so invested like, in. 
his Yeah, work. like reading the real short story of Reanimator, that's kind of what that was like. He just projected his ideas on this baby, somehow became mentally disturbed from... AF. He watched horror movies AF. He got mentally disturbed Let's AF. Let's just keep using that. At times it doesn't even make sense AF. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this podcast is Damn. AF. Damn, we are old, right? Shit, dude, I don't know. Hey, you young for people, it gets harder, so get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Someday you're gonna think young people sound like fuck nuts. Yeah, that's true. We it's do. gonna be weird, right? You're gonna realize, like, oh shit, we're old and I don't understand. Oh shit, you sound dumb and don't make no sense. <laughs> but it's cool in some weird perspective. I mean, it's given us a lot of fodder for this episode. Fodder AF. Bug nuts AF. So he looks at it, the baby, and when it's like in real baby mode, and you know, he smiles at it and seems relieved, and then it changes back to like lizard baby. So this grown ass man throws this lizard baby full force against the goddamn wall. Yeah, he's like, ew, what the fuck? It was on its back. It cuts to a shot, like a low angle shot, and it's on its back, and it rolls over and walks on all four. That's probably the adoption you brought up. Probably, yeah. I honestly believe that that was animatronics, and I was it fucking could have been. blown away, but your theory makes more sense. Like, I think it was probably a goddamn dog. It'd be cheaper to do it that way, absolutely. Either way, it works, and it's an eerie effect. The way this thing gets up and walks oh, away. Oh yeah, the way it dachshunds are fucking weird looking enough as it is. Yeah, so, cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a little, they're pretty weird though. They look like hot dogs. I mean, a hot dog dog dressed up as a lizard baby, that's pretty fucking wacko AF. So he goes downstairs looking for it. <laughs> ooze drips on his head like it did earlier like he saw that ooze the secret of the ooze and he sees a lizard <laughs> yeah, baby up in a light fixture yeah and he jumps down on his face yeah he gets bit on the shoulder and then he grabs it again and just hucks it the fuck against a wall just and it's like half it. dead at that point and then he stabs it yeah. and then it coughs up blood and starts crying like a real baby but his face man like as it's crying as a real baby his face is like sweet relief you know it's just like oh I am done with this abomination this is over you in my Mackie's life you mean face? yeah where he's just like holy shit he... but I thought like this guy definitely saw a razor head not to give away the ending in that movie you know I mean the writer and he gets blood all over his face but yeah he does he looks satisfied it's another fake out though the whole thing it's just another story idea as he's writing it it's a script. and it all comes full circle and we see a scene very much like the opening scene where he goes to the uh, kitchen gets some more liquor the wife is knitting and yeah, stuff she's same, pregnant again it's the same shot where it's yep. like him in the foreground her in the background knitting and pretty cool symmetry yeah the only way that I knew that it wasn't just a repeat and we weren't just totally going back to the beginning of the movie was that he empties the bottle. Yeah. That's why how much booze is left over. So I know it's not just the same scene and like it's not doing some lame thing where the whole movie didn't happen. Now that I think about it, it's like maybe that baby was a normal baby this whole time. Maybe it was. He I looks think back. A possibility. Yeah, after he finishes off that bottle, he looks back and it pans over from his wife and it, the lizard baby's there. Yeah, eating it's, baby chicks. Yeah, it's still there, but it's like maybe he just looked at his real life baby as inspiration for this horror movie and got so sucked into his work thing. that that started to see that it's real yeah but he's not gonna actually like murder his baby no, that's he's all gonna think about in it. his head yeah and what we're seeing really is just works of his head i don't know well that's what i think is that this whole thing
thing is about, especially male anxiety of having children. That's exactly what and, I was which thinking. Which is, I think, a lot of what a razor head was about. Is this yeah. fear of um, responsibility. A lot like a razor head, too. I mean, my take on that movie, there are literally infinite takes on a razor head right. based on who you are and your experiences. I always took it as that guy, he would indulge in his own fantasies a lot. And he would kind of like get whimsically taken away into another world until he was brought back to reality at some point later on. And that's kind of like this movie with Umeki. It's kind of like that. Like it does really fit that Eraserhead vibe. It's a cool movie. To me, it seemed like, and that's definitely a good interpretation. To me, I guess I took it more at face value of like, this mm. is literally how insane this world is and how weird it is. But maybe oh, it was. Yeah. Like the main character could have been imagining yeah, just escaping a lot of those the, things. The horrors of reality. In this case, uh, Umeki's work. But yeah, Henry was just escaping into whatever the hell he could come up with. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely uh, plays on anxieties of childbirth and raising. So I guess that is Lizard Baby. So Lizard Baby is not rated on Raiden Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> sadly. Oh, that's bullshit. It man. gets a. Fucking Rotten Tomatoes, man. I'm to bullshit. So it gets a 4.1 out of 10 on an IMDb and a 2 out of 5 and rate your music. But how would you rate Lizard Baby? That's a good question. I haven't thought about it until now. I will have to say 3 for 3 on the Hideshi Hino Horror Hexology. They're all good, but in different ways. And this one, it's more like The Boy From Hell, where it's kind of more campy and more in your face with what it's trying to do. It seems cheap like yeah. the footage and stuff but the cinematography of the footage is very professional like everything about this it really is extremely professional even though it seems kind of cheap I don't know I'd say I'd recommend it I'd recommend all three of these movies up to this point and they're all completely different it's kind of goofy I guess if you have been keeping up with these films with us if you had enjoyed Boy From Hell you'll definitely enjoy this one it's got that campy weirdness and those same cheesy effects the music's pretty good. The acting is good. It has fun with its world. I think it's cool that it plays with perspective a little bit and keeps you guessing of like what is actually reality and what you're perceiving is, is actually true. And it reminds me, yeah, of a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street. If you liked a Nightmare on Elm Street or any of those entries in that franchise, you'll probably dig this. It, it has a lot of fun with playing with its perspective. And, but yeah, it's also kind of like Lovecraftian in a way. Lovecraft stories are always about somebody getting too deep into something. They had looked into like a case or a study too deeply or got too invested into their work or their art or whatever it is but they slowly go insane as they find the true meaning behind everything I guess. They discover the origins of the ancient ones and they kind of go insane so it's kind of like that a little bit to a degree. This this guy it seems like he's just getting more and more invested in his work and he's slowly going more insane and if you're interested in how movies can play around with perspective and timelines and if you find it fun to like be a little confused of where you actually are like if you liked Memento a lot you'll probably think this is kind of cool how would I give it as a score? probably a 3.5 this is a good one I think I liked Living Dead Girl Dead Girl Walk 
I liked Edgar walking uh, a little bit more, I think. I liked its cinematography. I liked its stark black and white, really ominous atmosphere. I kind of liked that girl's journey a little bit more, but this is a good one. It's definitely on par with Boy From Hell. 3.5, probably. I'd give it the same rating, and I would give a retroactive bump to Dead Girl Walking, because I only gave that a 3, and then I was kind of watching this. 3.5 seemed like a fair rating, but I remember that I gave that only a 3, and I was like, I'm going to give that a retroactive extra half a star. I'd probably put that a hair above. Boy From Hell is still probably my favorite out of the 3, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the other half of this series. As for this movie, I, I think it's uh, had good cinematography, like when we were talking about this when we watched it. Well made, made by people that knew what they were doing, just people just didn't happen to have a lot of money. And you can kind of see that, but there's a charm to that at the same time. Acting was fairly good. Definitely got the job done. I like the way that this movie plays with perspectives, what's really happening, what is just the ideas that he's having about movie stories, and what part is just the filming of the movie itself. The movie within the movie. Um, within a wheel. The connections that we made to David Lynch movies, especially Eraserhead, are interesting, especially you know if you're into his stuff. And there's definitely some interesting parallels. Pretty cool special effects, really, especially on that damn baby. That was a good puppet or whatever the fuck it was. It's good animatronic work. Both times kind of creeped me out. You know, both times, both those puppets look kicked ass. I mean, it's two one different babies. One of them was babies. pretty damn silly looking, but I like the design of it regardless. And one's like really realistic. It is two different babies going yeah. on. Yeah, I think it's a fun and interesting 49 minutes. I mean, that's the thing about this movie is it's not even an hour long. So if you can find a way to see it, it's not a big investment of time. It's like watching a cool Twilight Zone episode or something like that. So I would recommend it to a lot of people. So yeah, I'd give it a solid 3.5 out of 5. So next week's movie, we'll be doing Escape from New York from 1981. Yes! Directed by John Carpenter. I think I might play through Metal Gear 2, maybe, in specific. That's the one with the codename Snake Plissken. Yeah, this guy, Kurt Russell's character, was the basis for Snake in the Metal Gear games. Yeah. So if you're into those games, this movie may be of interest to you. We're actually going to be doing a little two-set, little nice retrospective series, back-to-back, a new thing, a brand new Mondo Cool extravaganza. 1981's Escape from New York, followed up immediately episode 22, 1996's Escape from L.A. And how great is that, ladies and gentlemen? It's going to be hot gentlemen. shit. How incredible is that? Two back-to-back retrospectives on John Carpenter's Escape, Escape Series. series. <laughs> so check us out on our website, MonoCoolMovieDudes.com. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, various other places. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash MondoCoolMovieDudes. Follow us on Twitter, at MondoCoolMovies. Email us at MondoCoolMovies at gmail.com. For a full list of places to listen to us, go to MondoCoolMovieDudes.com slash links. Get all the shit, all the hot um stuff and info. Yeah, We're on get- YouTube, even. You can watch a podcast. This is a static image, but, you know, this is Mondo. Cool. The Mondo hookups. We got you covered, bro. <laughs> AF. Bam. 100. Hookups AF. Real talk right now. Let's get real. Real talk AF. I want to thank all of the listeners that have been around at this point. Up to this point. I just want to thank you <laughs> for making this the best day of, of my, my life. life.
Seriously, man, if you have been around for all 20 episodes, if that's If you were one of the people cool. who listened to, like, The Boy From Hell and you're still sticking with it, that's Like, that's impressive. That's, awesome. that's pretty impressive. And I just want to thank all the people out in San Francisco who've been listening to us lately, in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, in Chico, California, and Scottown, Ohio, what Philadelphia, about? Bellevue, Washington, Seattle, Washington, all over Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, people in Ireland, people in Chile, uh, people in the UK, Australia, Germany, Sweden. We got listeners all over the world. It's fucking awesome. You know, thanks for tuning in and thanks for keeping on coming back. I don't know about you, but I want to engage you guys. I want you guys to write in to us. That's what it's all about. And we've yeah. had a few people, you know, talking to us in direct ways, but it would be awesome if we had more people talking to us because, like, that'd be really cool if we could have kind of a dialogue between us and our fans about movies and about podcasts and anything under the sun. Yeah, fuck it. Video games, books, paintings, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I mean, so far this has just been a movie show, but we're not afraid to branch out, and mm-hmm. new interesting things may come in the future. Unexpected things. We're talking about doing some TV miniseries in the future. And, yeah, man, the stands. Yeah, talking about Tommyknockers uh, and shit. Yeah, man. AF, mostly, fam. Mostly fucking Stephen King AF. Just but... fuck me up, fam. <laughs> Any suggestions you have of movies you'd like to hear us cover? You know our sensibilities at this point. If you have been one of those people sticking around. I mean, around. that's the thing. is, like, even if it's a movie that you don't think we would like, we're still interested in what our listeners are interested in. Like, even if it's something that doesn't seem like our kind of movie, like, throw it our way. We'll consider it. Well, we can at Why least not? watch it and maybe have, like, a dialogue about it. But it'd be cool if we can figure out a way to engage you, the listeners. I don't know. How can we do that? That's the thing is the email. I'll repeat it again. MondoCoolMovies at gmail.com and also, of course, Facebook and Twitter. Any questions you have for us? Any comments you have for us? Any suggestions you have for us? Any just general kind of conversation? We're three guys that love to talk about movies, games, music. Pretty much uh, whatever. What have you. Any way that you'd like to engage us is more than welcome. Also, after this two-part retrospective, I'd like to know if anybody's interested in hearing us talk about Good Burger. I am. I'd love to watch Good Burger again, and this is a good excuse, so like, you guys should write in. Yeah. Let us know if you want to see us review Good Burger. That's probably a terrible idea. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I guess that's what wraps it up. Join us next time for Escape from New York. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, increase the peace. Father, you see King of Police. Oh, you're doing Indiana Jones. That's not the movie we're doing? Ah, oh, shit. I thought it was going to be the Temple of Doom. No. Shit. Fucking Doom. I mean, fucking Escape from L.A. New York. And or L.A. <laughs> AF. Chicago. All right, let's end this. Bye-bye. See you guys, and thank you. Peace.